One of the uh, challenges that you have is how do you deal with Easter and Christmas in new ways each year? In the planning of services, think about what are new ways to, to say, tell the, the story again, to reenact or to remember uh, this truth. And as we were planning this and talking about in the office, we've been talking about following Jesus. We played around with this idea of following Jesus through death into life. And as I began, began uh, reading through the Easter story again this year, um, just reading through it, just a, a group of people stood out that I probably hadn't considered that much before. And often I find this is that as I read through the story again, God speaks to me and reveals things to me just in different ways, in different nuances and little areas of focus. And so as he was doing this, I actually got a bit excited about exploring this group of people. And I, as I was thinking about it, I think God has things to say to you through them and through their testimony and through their story. And so I'm a bit excited about what God has to say to us this morning through them. And if you're wondering who this group of people is, it's revealed in uh, Matthew 27:55, and they just called the many women. And it says the many women were watching there from a distance. And they had followed Jesus from Galilee to Jerusalem said to minister to him. And among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the son of James and Joseph, the mother of the son of Zebedee. Of Zebedee. And it's interesting, as I went through and looked through all the Gospels, these women are mentioned in all four Gospels. And when I went to Bible college, if things were mentioned in all four Gospels, they're usually of significance or... Of something to take note of. And so it got me thinking, who, are they, who were these women? Who were these women, that, these many women, it says, that stood at a distance watching the crucifixion, watching the death of Jesus? In John 19, it tells us that Jesus' mother was there. Jesus' auntie was there as well some other women. And as I looked further into who these women might be, there's a passage in Luke chapter 8 where it says um, in verse 1 and 2 there, the 12, so the, the apostles, were with him and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them was Mary Magdalene, from whom seven demons had been cast out. And these women were helping support his ministry by their own means. So these women who had followed Jesus to the cross and were standing by watching this were women who had been impacted and touched by Jesus. They were now following him. They were serving him. So some of these women may be lepers that were healed. 
blind people who'd been made to see. But as I was thinking about it, the, go- uh, the, the Gospels actually account or, or, or keep record of many of these encounters with women very specifically. And it was unusual in the time because in those times, women were really not seen as important people as part of a rabbi's ministry. But yet Jesus interacts with them. Think of Jesus' interaction with the woman at the well, a Samaritan outcast who he intentionally goes to, speaks to, accepts, loves, and shows grace. Think of the woman who, while the crowds were following Jesus, who had suffered from bleeding for many years, reaches out to touch Jesus' cloak and was healed. I pictured her standing with this group of women. Or the woman that was caught in adultery, dragged out in front of Jesus, in front of the men. And Jesus offers her freedom and forgiveness, acceptance and love. I suspect she might have been here looking at the cross watching this man who had changed her life so dramatically be crucified on a cross. Or the woman who had come into Simon the Pharisee's house, the woman of ill repute, and she washes Jesus' feet with her tears. And Jesus loves and accepts her. And shows her grace and mercy. I wonder whether she was here. Or the widow of whom Jesus rose, to dead, uh, rose from the dead, her son. The widow in Nain, he bumps into a funeral procession. And this widow whose only son had died. So therefore she was a widow destined for poverty and dis- despair because there was no one to look after her. And Jesus shows his power over death and restores her life by raising her son from the... I wonder whether she was here. Or I think of Mary Magdalene and that we often just glimpse, uh, pass over those words, whom seven demons were driven from. (laughs) A demon-possessed woman whose life had been changed these women who stood at a distance, who had experienced Jesus' love and power in their lives. So we get a bit of a glimpse as to why they might have followed him. Why did they follow Jesus to Jerusalem? Why did they follow him to the cross? And if you think about what they followed him through, think about what they followed him through. His humiliation at the hands of of the Roman soldiers, of humiliation of the Jewish leaders. They watched blow by blow as Jesus was destroyed, as he was mocked, as he was ridiculed, flogged, beaten, laughed at, and nailed to the cross. They followed him as they saw his excruciating suffering. Why? Why? 
It's because they believed who he said he was. They believed he was the Messiah. They believed he was the one who'd come to liberate them. They were probably thinking from the Romans, but also from their bondage to illness, suffering, social, situ uh, social situation that they were in. They believed because they had experienced his power and his love. And it had changed their lives forever. And so as you think about these women, can I ask you the same question? Why are you here this morning? Why are you following Jesus? Why have you come to this place this morning? Why were they there? Because they believed who he said he was. That he was the son of God. That he was God in flesh living amongst them. And they had already begun to experience turning their situation of death into life. They were dead to sin. The woman that was caught in adultery, people had rocks in their hands. She was minutes away from death. And Jesus steps in and gives her life. Mary Magdalene was dead to oppression of demons and the demonic that... And Jesus showed his power over the realms of evil. The widow who was dead in her poverty with little future now experienced new hope and new life. The outcasts of society, the Samaritan woman, the woman with bleeding, those who were pushed to the outside of their social circles, Jesus comes in and gives them new life, new purpose, new acceptance amongst their communities. Why are you here this morning? Where have you experienced the love, power of Jesus? Are you experiencing that? The power over demons to give freedom. <laughs> Do you know that power? Power over evil to bring joy amongst oppression. The power over sin to bring a new sense of peace, a new sense of purpose, a new sense of praise. Power over death, that you know that even if death is to strike you down, that you have a new hope, a new joy, a new confidence of life with God for eternity. Do you understand yourself as a new creation? as a new identity, as a new person in Christ. These women, they followed because they believed who Jesus said he was. 
but like this reenactment of Salome, who was uh, the son, uh, the mother of the Zebedee's sons. Is that right? Oh, one of them. She was one of the women there. And did you hear the words that she said? Because this is the reality when Jesus was on the cross as he was dying in front of their eyes. The doubts started to rise. <laughs> Jesus was dead. This was not the way it was supposed to end. Did you hear the words that she said? They hid in fear. <laughs> They, didn't, they couldn't make sense of this. It was the worst three days of their lives. This was not the way it was meant to be. Do you have trouble following Jesus through your doubts? Through your suffering, through your pain? I think we have something to learn from these women. <laughs> Because did you notice, after Jesus was, had died, who was sitting at the tomb? The women were sitting at the tomb. You know how the story goes. Who was there? Who did, first, who did Jesus first meet when he came out of the tomb? It was the women. It was Mary. So they even had faith through their doubts that when we know the whole Easter story, we begin to understand how life comes through death. But even when he was dying on the cross, even when this wasn't making sense, even there was doubts there, they believed he was who he said he was. They knew Jesus' power. They knew he was the Son of God. And so they recognized that Jesus could have saved himself from that cross. Because they had seen his power. They knew he was the son of God. They knew that he, was, he could do anything. He could steal the wind and the waves. He could heal. He had power over all things. So therefore, they knew that he could get himself off that cross. So what does that mean? Don't miss this. Don't miss it. What does that mean? They knew, as they reflect on this, that he willingly put himself on that cross. And that he willingly put himself through that so that they may have new life. So they may have eternal life. So they may have complete forgiveness. So they may be right with God. So they may experience the depth of God's love and power on this earth and into eternity. And so that's why that last line, oh, but Sunday... If you come back on Sunday, we're going to get the second half of that story and we're going to explore that a little bit more. Later they would understand that Jesus was the Messiah and this is the way that he fulfilled the law. This is the way he fulfilled the promise of God in Genesis chapter 3, that someone would come and crush Satan and bring victory over death and sin. That he would suffer the death that should have been theirs on that cross. So as they remembered the suffering and the pain, they recognized that should have been them on that cross. And that was the extent of God's love for them. If Jesus was not who he said he was, 
then it's devastating. <laughs> then he was just a fraud. He was probably a lunatic. He was definitely a liar. <laughs> but we know where it ends, doesn't it? <laughs> On Sunday. But we have to go through this death to have a full understanding of what the resurrection on Sunday means for us. That these women, as they experienced that, as they went through his death and saw it in all its horror, later on would reflect that that was an expression of his love for them. That as he rose from the grave, as he was restored to his right position in heaven, they knew he was who he said he was. The Son of God who had come to save his people. So why are you here today? Are you testing to see if Jesus is who he said he was? I think that's the journey of faith. I think that's the journey that many of these women took through these three days. Is he really who he said he was? And so it's a good thing that you're here. And I would say keep testing, keep exploring. It's Jesus who he said he was. Ask his power to be made manifest in your life. Ask for your, his love to be shown to you. Maybe you're here today because your parents made you come. So my question is, are you like the women and do you really believe? Do you really believe? That Jesus was the Son of God who went through that to show his love for you. That he took upon himself the weight of your sin so that you can have life to the full. Life forever. So these women who were following Jesus, who followed him through death, followed him to new life, who were first at the tomb on the Sunday, their life no doubt was still tough. They still had to live in a world that was broken and hard. But these are women that would have had new purpose, new power, new praise, a new identity as they lived out the reality of who they were now because of what Jesus had just done. So this Easter journey, as we go through death, and then on Sunday, if we're back in here, we're going to explore what this new life will be. What does a new life look like for you? Maybe you're in a situation where you're experiencing death, oppression, suffering, hardship, and that Jesus comes to you today with this message and said, this is what I went through for you so that you can have freedom, that you can have joy. So as we lead up to Easter and Good Friday, as I've already mentioned, tends to be this somber celebration. So we've been a bit somber, a bit reflective today. Have you been doing that? You've been reflecting for, uh, of Easter and the church throughout the years has used Easter as a time of reflection, even maybe a time of fasting or going without and as a way of remembering the extent of God's love, the extent of Jesus' love. Remember what it cost for our salvation. Remember that God sent his son to die in our place. And so the way the church has done that through the years has been to do it during the Lord's Supper. 
And when Jesus gave the supper to his disciples, he broke the bread. He said, this is my body, which has been broken for you. And then he took the cup and he poured it. He said, this is my blood that has been poured out for a new covenant, which means it's a new life, a new promise to you. And he said, whenever you do it, I want you to do it in remembrance of me. And I think Good Friday, this has a, a new significance, or a, 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 a deeper significance in some ways, as we realize and we reflect on what it cost God to give us that love and that grace and that forgiveness. So we're going to do this this morning. We're going to do a little bit different this morning. And so what we're going to do is on the tables here, there is a bread and there's a bowl. And uh, in a minute, I'm going to ask Joel and Josh are going to come up. They're going to play a bit. And so what we want you to do this morning, um, we're doing this in a bit more of a reflective, uh, personal way this morning. So you take a piece of bread and you dip it in the juice and then you partake of that together. As you do that, I want you to reflect, remember, believe who Jesus was, who Jesus said he was, who he was, and who you now are because of him. So come, remember and believe that Jesus died on the cross for the complete forgiveness of all your sins. Let me just pray before we come. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the extent that you were willing to go to demonstrate your love for us. And we pray that as we participate in this supper, we ask for your spirit to deeply move in us and to remember who we are because of what you went through. Lord, will you bring to us a sense of your peace, a sense of newness, a sense of life as we participate in this supper. In the name of Jesus, amen.